Some shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Bo Henderson. We talk a lot about opening a business, being a business owner, and, you know, it sounds nice. You, you, you start a business, maybe rent a spot for people to come to. You open your doors and it fills up, right? <laughs> yeah, there was there was that movie. You build it, they will come. You know, you know. I yeah. wish it was, dreams. I wish it was that easy. True fiction. But I want to talk for a second about kind of one of the core, you know, basic functions of business, and that's marketing. It's how do you let people know what you do? How do you get in front of the right people so that you actually have customers? Right. So it's not that you just open the doors and people flood in. It's you've got to find a way to connect the right people, let them know what you do. So, Bill, I know you've done you've done different things, Carl. I know you've got a lot of ideas, but but uh, what are some things we can talk about about examples of marketing? You can use your own business or just people you've coached or trained. You know, I'm Bo Henderson here with Dr. Bill Lampton, Carl Libba. You're listening to North Georgia Business Radio X, but that's my first question. Marketing. Well, certainly that has changed since 1996 because 1996 was when we had the first access to the Internet. And before that, our marketing had a variety of other avenues. As far as uh, my concentration, Bo, of course, many of us for the last 15 or 16 months had very little in-person marketing opportunities. So I have, um, I've had two or three avenues that have been very important to me. One is I keep a very strong presence on LinkedIn. And I also keep a presence on Facebook. I look at it this way. Facebook is where people get to know us personally. LinkedIn is where they get to know us professionally, even though, of course, we so show a personal side there. And in addition to those two, fortunately, when the time came that we weren't having very much in-person opportunities, even interviewing people, that's when I started my biz communication show. So every week through Zoom, I host for 20 minutes a well-known business communication expert. And not only, of course, do I display the video on YouTube and all my social media, uh, they they will do that with theirs as well. So that's that's been a very strong marketing opportunity for me. And I believe three of the last five people I've interviewed have been from Canada. Oh wow! So so you're not. It, it also opens the borders, right? It makes oh, the world yes. small when you can do that. You know, I can say this about Bill because we met. It's been over a decade now, and it was old school marketing. I found his business card posted on the the board at at Poor Richards. Wow! And talking about evolving, and now if you if you check out Bill, any of Bill's social, he's constantly doing video interviews and things like that. So, talk. There's an evolution to that too. As a matter of fact, I was with one of my daughters in Poor Richards the other night. And I told her that story, and she said, I don't see your business card up there now, so I put it up there. there you go. <laughs> Today's episode brought to you by Poor Richards. You, you haven't called me, though, Bo. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't been there lately. Well, any thoughts on Bill's experience, Carl, of seeing that or anything that comes to mind for you? Yeah, so in my experience now in coaching CEOs, the two questions that I always get most often is, how do I improve my culture and how do I improve my brand? Those are always the first two things. And when it comes to brand, one thing that Dr. Bill 
will as a case study and as clarity. So one of the things I will tell them from a brand standpoint is people try and get really clever. They try and be really cute. And I, I will tell them clear beats cute 10 out of 10 times. Clear beats clever 10 out of 10 times. And so one of the things that we have to look at with our marketing is, do people understand the problem that you solve? So Dr. Bill is a great case study in this because if I don't understand communication, I know that Dr. Bill is a resource to become a better communicator. It's very clear the problem that he's solving. And so one of the first things that I would recommend for all people to do in terms of what they are doing with their business and their product is to start asking this question. What problem does this solve? Because that's all the client wants. That's all the customer wants. They want to know, if I come into contact with these delicious sweets, what problem <laughs> will it solve? They're, they're literally, they're staring at me, Bo. We've got our guests coming up soon. And these look delicious. And the problem that I have now is that eight of them aren't already in my belly. And I'm trying not to actively solve that problem right now. And I'm right now, set in front of your microphone. Right in front of my microphone. But it's, it's the case with all things. And, you know, even, you know, you uh, were kind enough to meet with me and my wife last week and you kind of go after our financials and the problem is always like with in the industry that you have is it's uncertainty you are solving the problem of uncertainty i don't know uh whether or not i'm telling my money where to go or it's trying to tell me where it's going to go and runs away from me and so the more that we can market that with clarity the better we are i think that's a huge point it, it is that idea of so so it's more about being clear on the problem you solve than how great the business or the business owner is right always yeah that's actually the number I mean, one mistake trap, right it's the number one mistake people make is they want to talk about how great they are how many people Qualified. they've helped how many awards they've won and people still don't know are you a tire repair place me? or do you make suits like and what can you help me exactly you've got you've got to take the client on that journey i want to echo what carl was was just talking about about problem solving i was in touch uh, recently with a longtime professional from Columbus, Ohio, and he was talking about what we call our elevator speech. He said, most people make the mistake, first of all, of telling what company they're with. He said, people don't really care what company you're with, and they don't want a memorized spiel, as Carl put it so succinctly, all they really want is can you solve my problem? And if you if you can't solve my problem, their thought is next. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and that is, I think it's that, that, that real important thing of, I think ex examples and stories, this is where story comes in, Carl, is because a story paints a picture. And if you tell me a story and I say, that's somebody like me or that's somebody like my mom or that's somebody like this person I care about. Then I can then then that draws the, that's the connection for me. Absolutely, versus I just do blank. Absolutely, and and when you can create like Dr. Bill was talking about, and there are lots of cons to social media. One of the pros to social media is it's taught everybody how to tell their story better, because in a tweet. It used to be you had 144 characters. In a TikTok video, you have 60 seconds. In an Instagram thing, you have 30 seconds. And so people are trying to figure out, how do I tell my story? And if for those of you who are struggling, here's free consultation on that. You go problem, solution, result. 
What's the problem in this story? And it needs to feel universal to what you're doing. Then the second part is, what solution am I providing to that problem? And then you paint a picture of the result for this person. And you realize none of those things is about me. All of those things is about the client that I'm trying to serve. I'm taking and I'm, I'm joining in their journey and mm. showing them a different result based on our interaction. Carl, I'm taking notes over here. I'm watching there that. You go. I'm, on, I'm on, charging. On, on your good advice. <laughs> and I hope our listeners... Today are taking notes because that's that's very much on target. You talk about that customer journey, Carl. It reminds me. It's kind of like an an amended or abridged hero's journey in a way, right? Absolutely. It, it's it's here's this person, here's this this outcome, and here's a, here's the journey to get there. Yeah, and abs- and we think of heroes as like. You know, some big odyssey. It's a big Marvel thing. But the hero, everybody is the hero. And so you're thinking about, you know, when the Keurig was developed, the hero story for them was, you have a busy day coming up. You're not even switched on yet until you get your cup of coffee. How do we automate that for you that makes it easy? Hey, here's how we interact with your journey to make the journey better. And even in telling that Keurig story, it wasn't like, hey, here's how we're going to help you make an extra $100,000 or how we're going to make you healthier or run a, you know, 444. It's, hey, how can we help you wake up quicker without you having to think about it? Press the button, instant coffee. Here you go. There you go. Easy access. Easy Solve access. the problem. Now, I'm Bo Henderson here with Dr. Bill Lampton, Carl Libba. And what I want to do when we come back, it, while we taking the break, guys, I want you to think, have you thought, have you seen, I know you have, what would be a bad example of marketing, something you've seen somebody oh, do, no. or or maybe something you've tried. I might have some things I can. And we got all afternoon. We can work on bad examples of marketing. <laughs> then we'll get to the good stuff. We're going to talk about probably. I'm not even going to say probably the best cinnamon rolls in town. Oh yeah, from the colored oh, egg. We we got we got a special guest to talk about that. So let's do that, guys. You up for the challenge? Absolutely. A bad example of marketing. I'm hoping we might get a little joke in here, a little laugh when we come back <laughs> right here on North Georgia Business Radio X. Marketing that misses the mark or mismarketing, right? We were talking about the importance of the foundation of you know, our, our local businesses. They have to have some way to communicate what they do. Because if I don't know what you do, I don't know if I want to be there or if you can help me or if you, you know, if that's something I want to engage in. And then you also have to have a way to get it out in front of people. There's a way you got to distribute that message in some way. And, you know, one of them that we didn't talk about, guys, is word of mouth. And we'll talk about when you get to a certain point, then hopefully people are talking about your business to other people similar and your business is coming in that way. I'm Bo Henderson here with Dr. Bill Lampton, Carl Libba, and we're talking about marketing faux pas. So, so what are some examples? We talked about the importance of getting that clarity of message. So that people can say, yes, that can help me solve this problem that I want to solve. Uh, what are some examples of a mistake? Well, before I get to you guys, guys, Bill Wilson, behind the board back here producing. Bill, you had an example of a bad marketing mistake. Well, about five or six years ago, I was in coming and a, a McDonald's that was looking to hire closers. <laughs> but they failed to notice when the C fell off the sign. So the, <laughs> the post in red, losers wanted. Oh, yeah. That's really going to draw me in. Hey, I resonate with that. Oh, what a typo. There. there you go. Losers wanted at McDonald's. Go ahead, Bill. You got one? Well, I, I can remember so well, uh, quite a few years back, a resort opened, and they 
uh, had a very good special opportunity where you could spend a couple of nights in a hotel, play the golf course. Only, of course, you had to listen to a condominium pitch. So when my wife and I went in and sat down at one of their tables, and the, we had to fill out a form first, of course, and I filled out my name on one line, and I put my address on the next line, 2508 Bridgewater Drive. So the sales guy picked up the page. He looked at it a minute. He came over to us, and he said, It's so nice to meet you, Mr. and Mrs. Bridgewater. <laughs> and, and I said, if you look one line up, that's where our name <laughs> that's is. That's our name is. There you go. Your name. There you go. Well, and kind of piggybacking off that, I think the largest marketing mistakes I see are because things are rushed. People are very reactionary. And so what people do accidentally is they have a tactic that they think is a strategy. And Bo, you talk a lot about this inside of your you know, financial retirement and advisoring companies going, you can have lots of tactics, but if you don't have a strategy that pulls them all together, you're constantly just reacting, hoping this thing will help. And it's funny. One of the things I think a lot about with this is even with churches, and, and God bless them, I know that churches are under-resourced. A lot of these people are not full-time professionals, and they don't have, you know, kind of market Marketing backgrounds, but they're but some, marketing too. They're they sharing are their message, absolutely, and trying to know, attract people in. Very yeah. similar. And for a lot of people, you know, we think maybe this is the most interesting message of all time, and we're trying to get more people uh, to resonate with this. But some of my favorites, if you're ever in for a good giggle, you just go Google church bulletin fails or church signage fails. And I, so I got this a, is missing the message. Missing the message because okay. we're kind of reactionary. We're trying to put something out here, and it doesn't say what you think it says. This one said, the outreach, co outreach committee has enlisted 25 visitors to make calls on people who are not afflicted with any church. <laughs> not affiliated, <laughs> afflicted with any church. Um, the pastor would appreciate it if the ladies of the congregation would lend him their electric girdles for the pancake breakfast next Sunday morning. Ah, uh, not griddles. Not griddles, but, but no. their girdles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one. Low self-esteem support group will meet next Thursday at 7 to 8.30 p.m. Please use the back door. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, I think uh, <laughs> my favorite might be this last one. For those of you who have children and don't know it, we have a nursery downstairs. Grammar is important, there friends. The comma is important. And it's just one of these things, again, I think with all of us, we've seen these signs somewhere you're like, I don't think they think that says what it says. You know, it's that line from um, Princess Bride is like, I don't think that word means what you think it means when he keeps on saying inconceivable. I think it's the same thing a lot of times for businesses because, again, uh, for a lot of people, they might have a small business. It's one, two, maybe four or five people. Everybody's wearing a lot of hats. You're running around a lot, and you're like, hey, we just got to get this out there. We need people to know about us. And we don't take that second step to go, hey, is this part of a larger strategy? And three, did somebody do something as simple as proofread? So the person making the message, making the marketing, is not the only person with eyes on it because something as simple as a proof will avoid a lot of those embarrassing mistakes. And, of course, spell check is not oh, is, is not perfect at all because if it's a word an acceptable word even if it's the wrong word spell check won't won't note that for you sure. you know one of the things i see a mistake and and it's something i've learned over the years is making sure and, and this kind of goes back to what you're talking about carl with the, with the problem making sure you understand what your client or the customer needs to hear meaning if you're talking from hey i have this idea i think this is what sounds great about my business but is that the message that's going to resonate with the person that you're meant to help or serve, right? And not trying to do this. Again, this is this is something about the, hey, we solved this big problem. Maybe maybe they're wanting to know 
you solve this little thing that if you can solve for me, that's what I need to do right now. Yeah, and this is why I coach clients even before they bring me on as a consultant or a coach. Talk to your friends about this. Talk mm-hmm. to your spouse. Talk to your family. When you say, hey, what do you think we do? And their first response should be really clear on what it is you yeah, actually I'm- do. And then it, it helps you have that conversation to go, well, that's not exactly it. How did you, and you're asking them, so uh, how did you get there? And it's like, well, I saw the sign or I heard you talk this once. And then it illuminates for you, I need to be more specific. I need to be more precise right. in what I'm saying that we do. Well, it would leave clues, right? I, I think you're dead on is, is we should be talking to the the customer of the business because they're the ones that know. Mm-hmm. Did you get this message the way I intended you to receive it? And if not, why? And then, then it'll reveal itself, right? If 10 people say, I didn't quite connect that, then you know what you need to work on in your story or your message. Absolutely. And you leverage your customers all the time because it's kind of, I'm doing, um, uh, I'm helping a rollout route right now for a, uh, a, a wedding book company. So they sell the, the books for photographers all over the country. So they make thousands of these things. And when they're advertising now to photographers to buy a specific book, I said, what problem are you solving? They're like, well, all these photographers are leaving money on the table if they don't also sell a book to their client. So we took the pictures, it's in a digital file somewhere, but they don't have it. And so in developing that, we said, you're actually solving two problems that you don't understand. One, it helps the photographers build more business or build more profit because they're selling a book and they get a part of that. But the other part of that is you're building business because when people see that book laying on a coffee table or they share it on social media, now people are going to go, hey, I also want that. And so it's thinking through not only the one problem, but now are there secondary or third problems that you're solving through that first one? Oh, no, that brings up a whole other thing. So talking about the clarity of if you can if you can help tell a story in a way that it can be easily repeated, yes, it's easier to share. And, and what really takes off and takes flight, something that people will share. It's Absolutely. one thing if I, I like it, I go there, but I don't really know how to explain or tell other people about it, but creating an easy story to share. Reminds me of a, a, a book that I reviewed once for Amazon, and I was really attracted to the book because of the title, and the, the title fit the book. The title of the book was, Wake Me Up When the Statistics Are Over. <laughs> and it was funny. all about, you don't need statistics, you need a good story. Yep. Well, what is it? That, was it Groucho Marx who said, like, what, 83% of stats are made up on the spot? Like, pe- people don't trust stats anymore <laughs> anyway, especially in the world in which we're living now. We can see that clearly on display with what we're kind of up against, whether it's politics or a worldwide pandemic. It's like, you can show all the numbers you want to. If it doesn't fix their problem, they're probably not likely to trust it. Mark Twain said, there are lies, damn lies, and statistics. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's do that. Let's wrap up. What I want to do, uh, spend some time. Thanks for the conversation. Any parting thoughts on the marketing? Let's wind that down. I think the last thing that I would leave anybody with, and I, it's kind of great. I feel like we're giving a little bit of a mar- uh, master class for people in their businesses, is, uh, again, in this idea, if you confuse your client, you will lose your client. Mm. And so what are interesting ways, because Bo, I've even seen you do this with your business, is going, hey, we'd like to give you a $5 gift card to Inman Perk or a $10 Avocados gift card. Like, again, keeping it local, keeping us plugged into the local community, but we'd love your response to this 10-question questionnaire. Because I would tell people the most, uh, the easiest way forward in terms of profit is data. And I'm not talking about, like, statistics that don't mean mean, uh, anything to you. I mean specific data from people who have used your product before. so that you can, again, create clarity. So if you can find one or two ways to improve, or even if you're uh, an avid fan of a local restaurant or a local business, 
do them a favor. Tell them every once in a while, hey, these are the things I love. I would love for you to do more of this. I like that. Now, speaking of a, a business with a story that helps us sustain, we're going to talk to a business when we come back that's been around since 2010. We're going to be with Kathy Wedegas from The Colored Egg. You don't want to miss it right here on North Georgia Business Radio X. Finally, we get to the cinnamon rolls. Woo! I've been waiting. I, I, we're talking to get today's guest, the Colored Egg. Kathy's here to share with us what they do, where to find them, how to get more. Carl's over there sampling. <laughs> He's been sampling the whole show. But before we talk to Kathy, Carl, why don't you talk about the great things uh, the Greater Hall Chamber of Commerce is doing? Yeah, I wish the Chamber was sponsoring some milk for this segment because I've been eating all these desserts <laughs> in between, and now it might be a little rough on the delivery. Anyway, the the hall that we, uh, the Chamber that we love is putting on a couple of events coming up soon that you want to know about. The first one is Business Before Hours, and this is happening on Friday, August 30th from 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. at First Citizens Bank. So you may know that one of America's largest family-controlled banks is Citizens Bank, and so they're known for building financial strength that lasts for personal, business, commercial, wealth management clients. And they were founded in 1898, and they provide a broad range of financial services um, in 19 states that include lots of things like high-growth markets. So for more information, I encourage you to be out at that business before hours, and that'll be August 30th from 7.30 to 9 a.m. And if you need more details, you can get a hold of Mandy at 770-532-6206. Again, that's 770-532-6206, extension 115. Also, the thing we love comes around every single year. It's time, gentlemen and madam, for the Fall 2021 Job Fair and Career Expo. And if you haven't marked your calendar yet, I'm sure Dr. Bill and Bo already have, but it's on Thursday, September 9th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Gainesville Civic Center. Now, I do have some bad news for all of our businesses out there. The exhibit space is already sold out. So you can't get an exhibit space anymore. I know we need a big wah-wah. Everybody's sad. But for those of us who are job seekers, this annual community job fair features 70-plus employer booths. And it's a great opportunity to learn about area companies that are hiring. Be prepared to meet employers face-to-face. So come with, you know, kind of your best attitude. And you can even complete job applications on-site. The event is open to the public, and there's no admission fee for job seekers. Now, for those of us who are employers, it's still a great opportunity to recruit qualified employees. And uh, the annual event draws hundreds of job seekers. Now, the booth space is uh, sold out, but sponsorships are still available. And for more information on that, you can get in touch with Nikki Chandler. And you can get her at 770-532-6206 or nchandler at ghcc.com. Now, those are all the things that we have coming from our wonderful chamber. But, uh, Dr. Bill, would you like to introduce our guest today? Yes, very happy to. Welcome to North Georgia Business Radio X on WDUN, Kathy Wedegas, owner of The Colored Egg. Hello, Kathy. Hello. One of the things that I found very interesting as I was looking at your website, there were a lot of interesting points there, but I'm sure many people wonder, why the colored egg? Where did that name come from? What's the significance? Well, at the time, we had um, Aracana chickens that lay colored eggs, and I made a lot of quiche, and so the kids put that together, and it was their idea to call it the colored egg. But when I started the the cafe, not having I, – I went and got a full restaurant license versus a bakery license through the Department of Ag, so I, I couldn't even use the eggs. 
<laughs> I love those sorts of stories. And in the story, you said the kids. So who are the kids? Who my, are you my my daughters. And they were how old at the time when they named um, your future business? High school. Okay, wow. and they were okay. I was really hoping they were like four and six no. year olds. Leon, mommy, colored egg. That's the future <laughs> of the business. So, so, Kathy, if we describe the colored egg, we'd call it a bakery cafe. Yes. Uh, well, is that the right? Okay. Now, I, I know you didn't just start in 2010 i want to talk about that but but i know there was there was a life of kathy beyond before that so what what was that were you always cooking always chefing my mom was a baker um i worked in her bakery on the holidays and i i didn't really like it that much (laughs) um but i always i did enjoy baking and i attended the cia in poughkeepsie culinary institute and the other CIA. The other CIA. Yeah. And the more important one. And I right, did the, bread and yeast, and I really enjoy working with um, bread and yeast, which is where the cinnamon rolls yeah. came from. And um, But prior to that, I was uh, the human resources director for Purina Mills Land O'Lakes for okay. 13 years here in Gainesville. Wow. Yeah. So transition from corporate world? Yes. To it was it. actually a, a, a friend's... A, a past friend's idea to start this and encouragement to yes and okay she lasted about six weeks after we opened and it was a little much so yeah that's and nice. i was on my own so all of your marketing rules were out the door out the me. door now <laughs> we're just reacting everything's on <laughs> fire and i'm just trying to survive <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, it was hard to believe when, I, when we you know you were you've been what is it grove street where for, yes. for a while i love grove street and and that was that that's where i first knew where you guys were um that was 2010 when you started? Was mm-hmm. that there? Okay, so tell me a little bit about that journey, about 2000, I mean, it's been 11 years now. Yes. Um, the mutual, the friend uh, had found that building. It was owned by Dan and um, Shondell Summer, hmm. and we just fell in love with it, and we restored it. It took us a, almost a year to restore it, and Dan was very supportive um, uh, through the restoration because nothing had been in that building for 14 years. And, in fact, Environmental Health said we would never bring it up to code. And we did. And um, I love Limestone Place where I am now, but I really, really miss Grove Street. There's some character because of the, it, that it's building. It's just a, a great area. Um, and, and I think it's going to be magnificent in the near future. Mm. Well, speaking of your building, you're not the only tenant there. Tell us who else is there. Yes. The new spot, yeah. Oh, we have some great. I, I love the building and the people in it. Um, there's the running store um, owned by Susan and, and Randy Allen. Um, you had Joe on here. He has the mm-hmm. bike store, Habersham Bike. Great guy. Um, there's a, a lovely clothing boutique. Um, Ken Robinson has the the t-shirt place, and Ginny has the Ginny Crumley has the the stationery. And it's um, it's it's just a great building. Everybody in there's very supportive. Uh, at Sylvia, there's a wonderful massage parlor. Sylvia and Darren have that across the hall yeah. from me, which is. Very convenient on a Friday <laughs> afternoon. After a long day of work. I would imagine, we were talking about this when we had um, the Habersham bike on, that you could kind of make a whole day of your building. You could go in and, okay, I'm going to get a bike ride in, and then I'm going to treat myself with a cinnamon roll, and then I'm going to go and have a <laughs> massage. And after that, I'm going to, oh, I burned off some calories in my bike ride, so I can go pick out a nice new dress at the you know clothing store. Well, that's the best part is there's a gym and two there's personal trainers, Tina and Tommy, and it's... An amazing gym. I actually started going to it, and I've, I, I've lost almost fifty pounds wow. in one year Whoa. since nice. I started attending. Wow! And, yeah, well and, and I run with the girl from the running store, Susan. And you have to be fit in there. They're all okay. triathletes. So it's good, good, 
Well, congratulations. But I have people leaving the gym in the morning after their hard workouts and taking home the cinnamon rolls. (laughs) (laughs) They think it balances out. That's right. Quite a balance. So I would love to ask, because the jump from that kind of a, I mean, Lando Lake's kind of corporate job, being there 11 years, I'm sure you've climbed a ladder that was difficult and extensive to put in that kind of effort and then to make a jump into entrepreneurship and really going out on your own and then six weeks later being truly alone because your partner wasn't in it anymore what what went through your mind before you made the jump was it more like i'm so attracted to this idea that i can't not do it anymore or was it a little bit more like i know that i can't do another 11 years in this kind of corporate space what was what was it more for you i I loved my job at purina and then bad management came in Mm. and that was the end for me and yeah. it, it, it happened pretty quick. Um, but I never imagined I would have this. And I'm, I'm actually very thankful to the woman that started this mm. with me because I never, ever would have done anything like this on my own. Oh, and, that's and, amazing. And now the, the, the people that I've met in the city of Gainesville. Uh, Just lovely. I love it. Yeah, it's and a lovely I, place. I've been really, really lucky to have a business here because my loyal customers have mm. stayed with me. I didn't close one day during covid the hospital has been amazing to me, um, but mostly just my regular customers. They're just unbelievable. And that's that word. You know, we were talking about the marketing earlier. What do you attribute to, to your business today? Is it mostly word, word of, of mouth? mouth? It's right. all, almost 100% word of How mouth. How did people find you in the early days to, to become I never customer? wanted to be big. I, I started small, and I wanted to remain small because I really like working by myself. And... Um, I, I never imagined I would be as busy as I am. And it was just one customer after Telling the another next. customer exactly. 11 years later. I love it. Well, we're going to get to the good stuff, okay? When we get back, I want to talk about, just, just share with us some of the menu stuff. We got we know the cinnamon rolls is a favorite, but I know there's a lot of other stuff there I've seen. And uh, Carl, I think you're about done with that bag. Uh, th- there might be one left. That was for the whole group. Did you realize you? that? That wasn't no, no, your no, personal I, bag. I thought that was just me. No, that was for everybody. Oh, but sorry, anyways. guys. I'll buy the next round. <laughs> we'll dig into the color egg <laughs> with Kathy when we come back. I'm Bo Henderson here with Dr. Bill Lampton, Carl Libba on North Georgia Business Radio X. We're talking about cinnamon rolls, business, marketing. Mm. Where do you get all of this? Nowhere else than North Georgia's Business Radio X. I'm Bo Henderson here with Dr. Bill Lampton, Carl Liva. We're talking to Kathy at the Colored Egg, and, and we're talking about... Carl, you had a good idea at the break. Do you want to bring that up? Kind yeah. of a lesson that Kathy kind of brought to us here. Brought a great lesson, and I just wanted to make sure we didn't miss it. Um, Kathy's talking about leaving an 11-year great corporate job that she loved when management changed. And I think it's something that's vital for everybody to understand in the world of business, which is what we're here for and what we're interested in, is 90, I would say 90% of the time, maybe even be higher than that. People don't leave positions, they leave people. And so you saw in Kathy's story, she had a great job that she loved. When management changed, what happened? People changed. And then the way that they ran that company changed. And so... Uh, uh, in that moment, somebody decides to leave the the people, the management of that thing, not the position. And so we should always keep in mind, how are we treating our people? Mm-hmm. How are we communicating? Is there clarity with our people? They understand what's the win, what's the loss, how they're valued. The minutes that we start to do that, it's a quick... Uh, 
uh, countdown to exits for uh, really great people in our organization because they're not being valued. Well, you even brought up a good point in the exit interview. It should be we should seek for that clarity. Why did you decide to make a transition or leave? And find that out. Find yeah. that out because you could just assume it's easy to say, "Hey, that another opportunity, whatever." But you want to know if no, nah, this X Y Z person made me uncomfortable or was too this or that. And that's why, and if you see that happen, what four or five times, then there might be a pattern there. Absolutely. And I, I talked uh, again with a client just this morning, walking through exit interview strategies. And I said, look, you have to realize that this person cost upwards of $50,000 to bring on board, on board, train, keep them a part of this whole thing. And now when you lose them, you're going to lose all of that investment and have to do it again. The The worst thing that you could do is is double down on that loss by not asking valuable, critical questions in the exit interview to make sure you don't repeat that same pattern. But again, you know, kind of the silver lining of the story is what was one big corporation's loss is Gainesville's gain because we got Kathy and the colored egg out of it. We got this food here. Now, Now let's do, do that, Kathy. We've well, mentioned the cinnamon rolls, okay? That, that comes up top of mind. But I know there's a lot more there. What kind of things, that, what, are, what are the things you make over there? We do a lot of cookies, um, a lot of quiche. Should I stop eating while she's talking about Carl, it? Carl, put the package down. Okay. And um, I do a lot of casseroles, take-home casseroles, okay. lasagna, chicken pie, that kind of thing. And people can bring their own dish, and I will make it in their dish so they can say they made it themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's been really That is pretty fun. classic. Kathy, I've got your next marketing trick. That is so So the good. next time there's Mother's Day, anytime that a, a man has to respond to like a national holiday, Valentine's, Mother's day you know if there's a national wife's day or you know favorite child whatever the thing is that we've got a new hallmark for you need to go out there on social media and be like four men i got you that's right yeah i actually book up really fast i've been very lucky and i'm I'm almost booked for christmas already this year that is funny so so yeah if you have an event you're listening connect with kathy she can make it look like you prepared a great dish Right. So what what was yours? So you said, you know, you grew up baking. Was that with your mom or your grandmother? My mom. Okay. And my, actually, and my grandmother, but mostly my mom. Yeah. And you said kind of upstate New York is yes. where you grew up. Yeah. Okay. So what was your, when you were in the kitchen, when you were 10 and you were learning from mom and grandma, what was the thing when you're like, oh, we're going to make this today? What was your favorite thing to get excited about making? Um, with my grandmother, it was a blueberry bread pudding Ooh. with a, a white vanilla sauce. And um, my mom was a big pie maker. Mm-hmm. So, but since um, Amanda, who was a dear friend, opened up Southern Baked, I don't do mm-hmm. pies anymore. So, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember, I mean, I don't bake now, but I remember with my grandmother, that kind of whole Saturday morning thing where you cleared the table and you threw the flour on it and you rolled out the pastry and you got all the bits and pieces. What was it about that first blueberry pudding with your... Uh, grandmother you're like was it the taste of it, it the was setup? the taste oh, okay. I just loved it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I really wasn't much of a baker growing up yeah and so what's the fan favorite now what do people come in and be like hey have you run out yet of this thing and what the so what did you cookies. just the oatmeal oh, cookies wow. that's how I started I sold those at the farmer's market in the early days okay oh, and, it, and that, we, that we was sell the out every day and the cinnamon rolls of course so. yeah well, let's talk about a normal day so we're People are listening saying, wow. There may not be such. Well, (laughs) a day. People are listening saying, that sounds good. So you have a breakfast crew. You have a lunch crew. What's kind of the norm of of what you see come through? Um, uh, People call in the morning to put away, for me to put aside Mm -hmm. certain things because we have, I don't have a lot of oven space and it's just me and one other lady. Mm -hmm. And um, 
so we only when we run out we run out and so people will just call and ask us to could they i box them up something and they'll come and pick it up or they'll come and eat lunch or breakfast there okay um so you have a seating area there yes we have a great seating area it's it's really very lovely Oh, that's great. Yeah. In those hours that you're open. 7 a.m. till 2 p.m. Okay, 7 to 2. And, that, and then looking at the website, it says that's Tuesday through Friday? Correct. Yes, Tuesday through Friday. Um, I did change the hours to 8 a.m., but people were getting there at 7 still, so. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. But exactly. you, you know you've got a great product when people have their face kind of pressed to the glass outside going, are, are you open yet? Are you, are exactly. You open? So we just <laughs> and, and went is, back to seven. And Kathy, is that as is that as much as we want to handle, or, is, or I'm sure anytime there's something good, you start getting like catering requ- requests. Yeah, and I things. say no a lot. Okay, and I, I don't want to be big. I never have. Um, I've been really lucky. I don't like saying no, but I've gotten really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just I feel very fortunate just to be where I am, and I don't want to grow. Um, I would I would love to see somebody eventually take it over and because it could be huge. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's not going to be by me. Is this something that like after your girls named oh, the God, restaurant, no. they were like, "Hey, we're all set. <laughs> Bye, mom." Yeah, they have nothing. They want nothing to do with this. They're Except all, when you're making something and they want to come home exactly. and eat it. No, yeah. or I deliver to their offices in Atlanta. Oh, that's <laughs> nice of you. Making a long drive, making them popular in their offices. Yes. That's amazing. So one more time, that the, the address out there is the old Gold Gym building on Limestone Parkway. Yes, it's 2480 Limestone Place behind the post office. Behind the post office, yeah. Really easy to find and a really cool environment like we talked about. It's like a true market. you got your... your it's very your open stuff. air, so mm-hmm. people feel comfortable, you know, at, yeah. especially during this time coming in and, and eating because it's very spaced out. And, and although, you're, you're, Kathy, you're telling me, I don't, I don't want to... I don't want this to be bigger because it keeps this, I, I hear this intimacy and this just loving what you have right now. Is there any goals or plans? Is it, Hey, I'd, I'd love to have another person to help me bake. I mean, is there any, or is it just kind of, I'm no, good. Yeah, I'm good. Good. You know what I love about this? One of my wife's favorite shows is called Gilmore girls. And it's about a small little town in Connecticut called stars hollow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just, it has that vibe. It has that. This is our thing in Gainesville. They don't want to branch out. We don't want 11. We don't need to franchise it. If you want something this good, you will come between these hours on this day and Put be prepared order. for it to be sold out and come back tomorrow. I actually love the scarcity of that because it attaches me more to the story. And speaking of story, I'd love to hear in a small town like ours, we always have characters. In a store like yours, been open for 11 years, you've got characters. Who was the first customer? Do you uh, remember still the first customer? I do, and it was a, a gentleman that still comes in. Um, wow. Still so now, 11 years later. He handed um, me, actually it was the lady that was my partner at the time, I gave her a $100 bill and he said, throw together a box and bring it over to United Community. And um, and George Jones, he's been coming in. Mm. 11 years. Every day that he's in town, including during covid just an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I know George from the golf course, and he also goes to my church. Yep. Uh, he and, and Starlet both, just amazing people. 
And what I love about this, and I know, Kathy, I appreciate you sharing that. I know it's a little embarrassing to get, you know, emotional on air. But for me, it makes me love your store that much, that somebody loves you enough to come in almost every day for 11 years and that you have such an affection for them in return. It feels more like family and relationship than transaction and business. It does, and I have so many customers like that. I always say to my husband, if I had to close tomorrow for whatever reason, it was – I would – to do it again just because of the amazing people I've met. Mm. Um, it's it's overwhelming. Well, you're hitting the big things. You know, we talk about what really is fulfilling in a business and life, and it's relationships and experiences. And the food you make helps facilitate experience. Hey, you make it seem like I cook something good. That's a great experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but these relationships, and that's huge, Kathy. So, so one more time, somebody's interested. Best things to do is just come come stop by. Stop by or just call me. Okay, how they get hold of you? Um. 770-718-6676 text or call or you can email me at info at the well i'm excited to be talking to you 10 20 what 31 see what the next 10 years of the colored egg you might tell me you're retired by then we'll see <laughs> well, we'll look talk- on kathy's face you better yeah, get that yeah. key soon yeah there we go <laughs> we've been talking to kathy wedigus with the colored egg i'm bo henderson here we call Liva, dr bill lampton see you next week You've been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And remember to support our local businesses.